Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower, and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts, you're going to be touched, rebuilt, and restored, equipped and empowered, and revived and healed. And you're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're in a very interesting uh, transition right now. Uh, We have been in the month of Nisan uh, in the Hebrew calendar, which is the month of redemption, month of salvation, uh, really the the month where the, the gate has opened into the miraculous and we're walking now, or we've actually stepped into the Hebrew month of IR, IR, which really speaks of healing. You know, there's a lot of people asking right now, you know, what's going on in the world? Why, why are these things happening to us? Uh, you know, why are situations, circumstances so bad in certain areas? You know, we see wars and rumors of wars. We see, you know, earthquakes. We see pestilence. We see all these different things that the Bible called, you know, the times of sorrows. And then also, you know, there's question whether, you know, or not we've moved into even deeper than that, where it talks about, you know, there will be persecution, there will be martyrdom, all these different things. And we know that in certain areas of the world, you know, this is happening at a, a wide scale. You know, it's happening at a, at a pretty high rate. And so, you know, for our brothers and sisters who are living in the Ukraine right now, you know, some of them feel like that they're going through the tribulation right now because of what's going on in their country. And, um, and that's their reality. I mean, we here in the United States facing some, you know, some economic situations, inflation that we've not seen in, in years and years and years and talk of food shortages and talk of all these different things that don't sound good. All right. It reminds you, I believe, of the book of Judges. The book of Judges. The Bible says in in the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 13, Gideon said to uh, the messenger of God, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites." Wow. So this was Gideon's confession. This is Gideon uh, speaking to the messenger of the Lord. We really find out uh, that this was actually the Lord who had come to visit him as, as we read on in the book of Judges. But specifically, his question is, why is all this going on? Where are you, Lord? Don't you see what's going on here? And basically, the Lord goes on to say from there, look, you're a man of might. You're a man of valor. I've, I've called you, I've anointed you, and you're going to be the one who I'm going to use as a vessel to bring deliverance to my people. In other words, I've not forsaken you. 
I've not delivered you, you know, into the hand of the Midianites. I've not done all these things that you suspect that I've done, but instead I'm raising you up. And I think right now, you know, there's a trend right now. I'll say a trend because I see it a lot of places, a lot of prophetic circles, I guess you could call them. There's a lot of people who are prophesying doom and gloom. That's it. You know, the Lord's done with America, this, that, and the other thing. It's over. And I I just don't believe that. That's not what we're hearing from the Lord at all. What I'm hearing from the Lord is it's a time like the book of Judges, where the reason that the, the time of the Judges occurred was because the Bible says that Joshua, Joshua's generation after Joshua's elders died, that there was basically a generation that did not receive the truths from the Joshua generation, or that there was a error passing the baton to this next generation. Uh, In some way, shape, or form, either there was an issue with passing the baton to the generation after the Joshua generation, or there was a lack of receptivity from that generation. But somehow, the Bible tells us that people did what was right in their own sight, that they departed from all the good things and the way that Joshua had instructed them in and Joshua's elders, even as Joshua had passed away. And we know that in our nation, there has been a lot of this going on over the last uh, one and a half years. A lot of the good strides that have been made, being made to brought things to bring things back into alignment, to bring things back into uh, you know the original design of what was for the United States. There had been a lot of restoration going on the previous four years or so uh, to bring things back to the foundation of who we were called to be as the United States of America. But over the last year to year and a half. You know, we've really seen a change and that change has been that, you know, people want to begin to now redefine our constitution and people want to redefine, you know, what rights and what liberties should look like and, you know, what uh, challenge, what rights are, are um, you know, resolved in the constitution and what aren't. And a big hot uh, spot issue, a hot topic right now is the issue of abortion. It's... No question that we've seen a lot of discussion on this over the last 49 years, and obviously before then, but for 49 years, the last 49 years, there's been this Roe v. Wade uh, law of the land, if you will, where people are allowed to get abortions, you know, and recently things have been being stretched to even... Even when the child's ready to be born, it can be aborted in certain situations. And, you know, I don't know how people don't understand that that is life in the womb. You know, that is absolutely life. The first person to recognize Jesus Christ was an unborn child. John the Baptist was in the womb of Elizabeth, his mother. And the Bible says when Mary and Elizabeth got together... There, there was a recognition of who Jesus was. John kicked, basically. John jumped in the womb. He leapt in the womb. And so, you know, for people to say that, that, that life does not start uh, until 
the baby is born, it goes against biology. It goes against everything you know that every, that anyone really stands for, even if they're not a believer in Jesus Christ. But again, it goes back to this understanding of you know this generation after the Joshua generation, they departed from the things of God. And, you know, so when we begin to depart from the word of God, when we begin to push the Lord out of different things, out of schools and out of society and things like that, basically what happens is man decides they're going to become God. Uh, You know, we don't need God anymore. We have intellect. We have knowledge. We have all this stuff. You know, we're very smart. And really, if you think about it, you know, that issue goes all the way back to the garden, doesn't it? Because God said, you can have whatever you want in this garden, in the garden of Eden, except don't touch my knowledge tree. They were forbidden from touching uh, the tree and eating of the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it's important that we understand that, you know, no matter what we desire to have, it all needs to be in the, the order of God. It all needs to be in the will of God. Otherwise... We basically are going our own way. We're doing our own things. You know, we're satisfying our own desires and we really have become our own God. And that's what happened. There was idolatry that spread. And so the people in the book of Judges, they went into bad times. The Bible says that basically anyone that went outside their house, they couldn't even go outside their house very far. They couldn't walk on the highways, the roads. They couldn't walk in the villages because it was so wicked. And if a society departs from God, that is what will happen. There will be more and more wickedness, more and more wickedness in the society. And so then when the people cried out, God was merciful to them and he raised up a judge. He raised up a deliverer. Okay, and so again, we come back to Judges chapter 6, verse 13, where God raises up one of the judges. There were several judges before Gideon, but God raises up this man, Gideon. He calls Gideon, but look what Gideon's confession is. He basically says, Lord, you've abandoned us. Again, Judges 6, 13, Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. And I'll tell you right now that there are people that actually do believe that. There are people, Christian people, Christians, that actually believe right now that God, God has said, that's it. It's over. It's done. America's finished. And that's just the way it's going to be. And uh, that's, if you read the book of Judges, which I believe is a prophetic parallel to what we're starting to see right now, that's not what happens. As you continue to read further, God doesn't even... Uh, identify or even address any of the foolishness of what Gideon's saying here. All he says is, I've given you might, Gideon. I've made you a mighty man of valor. Arise in this might of yours and go and be the deliverer I've called you to be. And so I believe that instead of complaining, instead of murmuring, instead of saying, oh no, God's finished with everything. You know, what if God is not finished with everything? And what if God is actually anointing and calling deliverers to bring things back into order according to what his original design was for the United States of America? I believe that's what the Lord is doing. I believe that the Lord is not 
close to being done with America. I believe that, you know, obviously there is an end of things. There is an end of days. There is something on God's timetable, absolutely, where things are going to be over. Things are going to come to a culmination, a finality, and we're starting to see, or we've been seeing signs of those times where we are as far as that timetable. Really, we understand in part, but only the Lord knows the day and the hour, the time and the hour when he's truly going to return. But what are we called to do? Are we called to be people during that time that say, oh, well, well, we think Jesus is coming back tomorrow, so that's it. That's not what the Bible teaches us to do. The Bible teaches us to be faithful in fulfilling the Great Commission until the Lord returns. The Bible teaches us to occupy and to, to watch and to be working for the kingdom. And so that's what we need to be doing. Now, going back to this understanding of crossing over from Nisan into the month of Iyar, what's interesting is during the month of Nisan is where the Red Sea parted, okay? That is where the Lord told Moses, stretch your staff out. The, the wind blew back, the, or the Red Sea, excuse me, and it parted, and the people of God were able to go over across. And you could really say that that was the month in the Hebrew calendar where the door to the miraculous opened. Why? Because that was not the only miracle that happened. That was a time where God had opened that miraculous door, and when they went through Everything they started coming in contact with, when they listened to the Lord and they did what was right in His sight, and they were obedient to what the Lord said to do, and even sometimes in, when they weren't completely, God's mercy was still there, and God brought forth miracles, miracles, signs, and wonders. And so we look at the month of Nisan as this gate or this doorway to the miraculous, but the month of I.R. is interesting because the month of I.R. really speaks of a time of healing. And so one of the first things that happened uh, when the, the Israelites came into the wilderness is they started to understand more of who God was because of what they came in contact with and how God delivered them from that. And so in Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 through 26, we start to see more of who God is. But first, before God reveals more of who he is, remember, he told Moses that I am, I'm the great I am. You know, I've always existed, I exist now, and I shall always exist. But the Israelites did not understand more exactly of who God was. And so oftentimes that's revealed when we come into a situation or a circumstance where we have no deliverance, we can't deliver ourselves, we can't help ourselves, we're not going to be able to do anything. But then when the Lord steps in, we then realize who He is, more of who He is. And that's exactly what happened. Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 through 26, it says that Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea and they went out into the wilderness of Shur and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. So there's a problem. The problem is there's no water. Now, when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. Marah means bitterness. So there's a problem. There was no water, and then they come to a place where there's water, but the waters are bitter. And the people, what? They complained against Moses saying, what shall we drink? 
See that again? We looked at the book of Judges. We talked about Gideon. Lord, why have you abandoned us? Where are your miracles? We see here in the book of Exodus, uh, the people, it started back then when they came from that great miraculous door that God had opened. And the first thing they do, there's no water and they find water, it's bitter and they complain. And they're saying, in other words, what shall we drink, Moses? So Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. So in other words, they're complaining against Moses, but really they're complaining against God. You know, Moses, you're the man of God. You brought us out here. Yeah, we just saw that great miracle happen. We saw that great door open, but now we got a problem. And instead of trusting in the Lord who just delivered us from Pharaoh's army and Pharaoh himself and the bondage of Egypt, instead of doing that, you know, we're going to complain against you, Moses. Instead of doing that, we're going to complain against the Lord. And so when they did, Moses, again, he cried out to the Lord. And what the Lord, in his mercy, showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. The waters were made sweet. And so, obviously, this is a picture of the finished work of the cross. Are you facing bitter waters? Is your situation right now, there's no water. This is a drought. With what's going on in the nations right now, if you're listening from the United States, you may know what I'm talking about, or even other nations. It could be even worse in other nations. But many are saying, where's the water? Where's the provision? I feel like I have nothing because of the economy, because of what's going on. There's a lot of people who are complaining. There's a lot of people who are complaining against a lot of other people. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. And I really believe that even though there's a lot of these bitter waters, that people are in bitterness. I'm bitter. Can't drink these waters. I'm bitter. I, you know, there's no water. I don't have enough. And, but what's the solution? The tree is the solution. What do I mean by that? The finished work of the cross, the old rugged cross, what was done on the cross. And as just like as Moses dropped that wood into the water and the bitter waters were made sweet, when the finished work of the cross is applied to the bitterness of your life, the bitter waters that you're going through, the bitter waters of your situation, the bitter waters of your condition, there will be healing. Those waters will be made sweet. Those wa- that situation will be made whole. Hallelujah. And so, if you're going through bitterness, is that, do you feel that way? Do you feel like you're going through some bitter situations? Do you feel like even these waters, there, there was no water, but now I found some water, but there's all it is is bitterness. All I see is bitterness. Shaking, then shaking your fist at God, shaking fist at other people. It's your fault. God, it's your fault. Why'd you do this? Where are your miracles? How about instead we turn to the cross? We turn to the finished work that Jesus did on the cross because in the atonement, in the atonement, it wasn't just salvation, but there was deliverance and there is healing and there is abundance and there is everything that we have need of was paid for in the atonement. Everything that we have need of was paid for at the cross. Hallelujah. John 10.10 says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that abundantly. Hallelujah. And so if we go back to Exodus 15, uh, end of verse 25 and 26, we start to see now that God will reveal himself to his people to show them that I am the answer to your problems. I'm the answer. 
if you didn't know this already, if you didn't understand I was the answer to your deliverance from Pharaoh and his armies and the bondage and captivity that you're in, I'm going to show you I'm also the deliverer when it comes to healing. I'm also the deliverer when it comes to making bitter things sweet in your life. Okay? Again, verse 25 says, So he cried out to the Lord, Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For what? Lord says, I am the Lord who heals you. I am the self-existent one your healer. I am Yahweh Rapha. I am Jehovah Rapha. In case you haven't understood this before, and in case this isn't clear, I can also bring healing and wholeness to you. I can change bitterness into sweetness. I am the Lord who heals you. And I am the Lord who, when the plagues were coming upon the Egyptian people, put none of those plagues upon you, I'm also your deliverer, God was saying. And then in verse 27, it says, And then they came to Elam, where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. And so we need to understand, beloved, that this month that we're stepping into or that we've stepped into, prophetically on the Hebrew calendar, speaks of a month where there will be situations and circumstances, there will be problems, uh, there will be hurdles, there will be all these things. However, God will reveal to you and will show you more than ever before and come through for you, demonstrating to you that He is the answer, that He is still the answer. Lord, there's, there's not a lot of provision. God says, I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Lord, I feel sick in my body. God says, I'm Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer. Lord, I feel lonely. God says, I'm Jehovah Shama. I'm the Lord who is with you. Lord, I don't feel like there's justice going on. God says, I'm Jehovah Sikhanu, your righteousness and justice. Lord, I feel like I need protection. God says, I'm Jehovah Sabioth, the Lord of hosts. Lord, I feel like I'm in defeat. God says, I'm Jehovah Nisi, your banner. Hallelujah. And there are two characteristics of the Lord. We went over one of them, but here's another one that specifically was revealed in this month of Ar to the Jewish people. In Exodus chapter 17, it says, you are the Lord, my banner of victory. You are the mighty warrior. You are the Lord Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Hallelujah. And so God revealed not only that he is the Lord who is our healer, but he's also our victory. So those two often go hand in hand. So if you feel like you're, you're sick or you feel like you're in lack, oftentimes you feel defeated. But I've got good news for you. The good news is this, specifically, prophetically, in this time, God wants to remind his people that I am Jehovah Rapha, your healer, that I am Jehovah Nisi, your banner, your victory. I'm the mighty warrior that breaks every chain. Hallelujah. Are you bound in addiction today? The Bible says, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. While we are yet still sinners, if you're bound in addiction, 
God is Jehovah Nisi. He's your victory. He's the mighty warrior that while you're in the midst of that, all you have to do is cry out Jesus and he will break the chains off your life because his grace, his kindness, his goodness has been leading you to a place of repentance. And now you find yourself in a place where I just don't want to live this way anymore. I need deliverance and I can't deliver myself. Well, that's because you've got a deliverer. You're never called to deliver yourself, beloved. And if you will just cry out, Jesus, if you will just cry out, Yeshua, oh, Jesus, I'm telling you that right now, Jehovah Nisi will show up in your life and break those bounds that are binding you and break those chains and demonstrate He is the Lord, your victory. He is the Lord, your banner. He is the Lord, your protector, your mighty warrior who breaks every chain. Again, if you're feeling sick in your body, if you've told, been told by the doctor there's no hope, I'm telling you that during this prophetic time, during this time, the Lord is reminding you that He is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He is Yahweh Rapha, your healer. And all you have to do is cry out, Jesus, Yeshua, my great physician, Rapha, my healer. I'm telling you that you will receive healing. Hallelujah. After he had turned the water into wine, he came back to Cana and there was a man that was asking for prayers or asking for healing for his son because his son was at the point of death. And he said, Jesus, come to my house. And Jesus says, no, but if you believe, if you believe right now, your son will be healed. The Bible says that that man believed and that that he found out that very hour where he believed and Jesus spoke that healing would come to his son, that there was healing. Jesus still is Yahweh Rapha, our healer. He is the great physician. By his shed blood on the cross, by through the atonement, through his sacrifice, through him being the propitiation for our sins, not only is there salvation, but there's healing and freedom and deliverance. There's redemption. We look at the story of Ruth in the Bible and we realize that the picture of Christ is found in Boaz. And whereas Ruth was a woman that was afar off, Ruth was a, a Moabite woman, Ruth was a woman that had no covenant. And yet, the, the, the God's goodness and kindness, favor was shown to her, and she turned and she received redemption. How many of you need redemption that are listening to me today? All it is is turning. All it is, res- is responding to the goodness and kindness of God. For John 3.16 says that Father God loved the world so much that He sent His only Son, Jesus. And whosoever, that means anyone who would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, would not perish but would receive everlasting life. And one day we will all have to give an account when we stand before the Lord God Almighty. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we have an opportunity now to have our own free will and of our own volition to receive Him, to trust Him, to turn away from that which we've been involved in and to turn to Christ truly and wholly. And so I just thank God for His Word. Thank God for you. Hallelujah. And I just want to pray for you today. May the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious unto you. May He lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace, His shalom. God bless you. We love you. And remember, during this prophetic time, as we've crossed over from the month 
where the door is open, the month of Nisan, where the door, the gateway of the miraculous has opened, coming through the Red Sea, you're going to begin to see miracle after miracle as you trust God. No matter what the situation and circumstance looks like, that doesn't matter because the Lord is going to show up every time showing you that He's the answer, showing you that He is the one that's going to solve that problem, showing you that He's the deliverer, the healer, and everything that you need, He is the one that fulfills that need. God bless you, we love you, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. If you'd like to connect with us, you can go to our website at www.riverofheaven.org. River of Heaven Ministries is advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven through various means. In James 1.27, Scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans. We take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis. Together, we can do more. Additionally, our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations, touching lives worldwide. Daily, new listeners hear the gospel, and through these broadcasts and podcasts, millions have an opportunity to repent, believe, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high-quality recorded radio broadcasts, podcasts, and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access. With your prayers and financial support, we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiplied millions in generations to come. Thank you for partnering with us.